you never heard of. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Welcome to the Common Folk Halloween episode. (laughs) (laughs) We should have had some good music. Oh, yeah. Added a little bit of that. Uh, sci-fi type music in the backdrop there. I yeah. can edit that. I can edit that in. Okay. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah. do that. Like sh- on, uh, go ahead. I was going to say we should have had Burgett record something a little special. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking on Sirius um, XM, Carrie's Country, like that channel. Carrie mm-hmm. Underwood now has her own. Nice. The last, I don't know, five, six days, they've just had Halloween music on it. Oh, all right. Um, it's a little bit too much. God, Christmas music's coming. I know. Oh, I don't like that. It is coming. It's coming. You they already had Christmas that. stuff out the other day when I ran into what? Walgreens or something. I'm like, come on. What come is, on. What is Halloween music, though? Like, what does that mean? I always yeah, think I of, know. you know what yeah. it reminds me of? It's like Michael Jackson stuff. Yeah, there's like Thriller. thriller. And the... <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know, like the. Oh yeah. That's the only Halloween stuff that makes me um, that I can think of. I don't for think there's music. any like Halloween like uh, like vocals. Is it? It's always it's just like the sounds. Yes. It, yeah, and there's that oldie song. They did the mash. They did the oh, mash. The monster yeah. mash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, right. so there's like three Halloween songs. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Now we're getting into that. Um, uh, what's that with the Pumpkin King, A Nightmare Before Christmas? That's yeah. a that's a Tim Burton musical, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of really good tunes on that. But like, what radio station would play that? Yeah. No, yeah. no. What would that what would that even fit in? I don't even know. Yeah, no, that wouldn't fit in. Yeah, I think the only time people play that music is if they're like, they have a haunted house, or like mm-hmm. it's Halloween and they're hanging out in the driveway, and they're like it, right. that's just kind of going in the background. So it like, yeah, makes the thing for the kids or whatever yeah i'll grab some of those those fun noises of, yeah, right yeah. do you right. like haunted houses i i think all that stuff's fun you do oh yeah i and i like the stories behind it too like well where did that come from you know like yeah if you get into like where'd the wolf man originate from why is that mm-hmm. a thing and the, the mummy you know uh-huh. <laughs> all those monsters have like an origin story you know really for the most that's, part yeah what's hmm. your uh, favorite halloween movie hmm jeez guess i don't even know on the spot here yeah really uh halloween halloween movie like do you guys like so it's been going on for i don't know a month now we're it's halloween today mm-hmm. so you know that the advertising starts ramping up right about a month ago or more yeah have you guys not been like watching anything at home that's halloween related we have a- ashley likes to have a series going you know that we can be watching uh-huh. and we kind of like those ones on netflix uh, they're with like the same group of people people and producers um like uh the haunting at bly manor hmm. and, and, and they did like every year they'll do another like short series oh. so it's more like real life like yeah this is going on like kind of a documentary kind of thing kind, or? kind of it, it's all entertainment but yeah. the, they they take a story and then you know kind of make it their own yeah uh, and it's always you know haunted and this and that hmm, that's it, cool it, yeah so we started a new one i can't even tell you the name of it but it's it has to do with this really wealthy family and one of the kids that wasn't happy with their inheritance like ratted them out for breaking the law you know <laughs> and then uh where we're at in it, the old man calls a meeting because he has like 
five kids with four women type of deal. Hmm. Oh, he's, he's a like, player. Yep, and he's like, all right, $50,000 cash to whoever figures out who ratted us out, and it's one of you guys. Oh. <laughs> and so that's where we're at now. And the, the story is all of his kids died like within a month. So it's like, whoa, what happened, you know? Oh, Sounds funny. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me guess your favorite right now. Oh, I got to go to right now. Oh, my gosh. Hubie Halloween. Yeah. Hubie? <laughs> we watched that not too long ago. I'm like, everyone's talking about this Hubie. It's the greatest. He started watching it last year. God. He loves it. What I thought was hilarious about that movie is it came out, like, I don't know if it came out last year or the year before. It was one of the two. I think, yeah. But, like, you know how Halloween movies, Christmas movies, whatever, like, mm-hmm. they'll like the 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 people that are playing them like pump them you mm-hmm. know in certain times of the year yeah yeah and that's the only time you see them right so it's kind of fun like oh the new you know back to this i haven't Pocus, seen this Pocus forever is, you know? yeah, yeah yeah right right but Huey is on netflix all year <laughs> because all it's day, an adam year. sandler yeah. movie so like I, I like i'll watch it in like yeah. february or, yeah. or or April, like it's yeah. it's great. But then when I when it's Halloween time, then it's like it's even better. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Then it's way more relevant. Totally. No, I, I thought it had some funny funny parts. Adam yeah. Sandler dominates everything, and he's great. Yeah, just you're you're gonna get it regardless. <laughs> it's so dumb, some of it that I I don't even think I know the end. I've never even made it to the end. I'll tell you who's the king for me of cameos is that Steve Buscemi. Buscemi mm-hmm. used to be mm-hmm. how you said his name, but yeah. Man, that's that's a funny dude. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, so he's in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the werewolf, isn't he? Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah he's yeah. hilarious. All of them are hilarious. They, yeah. Okay. And uh, you see a lot of the same characters, and then also they like they'll they'll reference mm-hmm. some of the other Sandler movies. Like, oh yeah, they were big time. Like in that one, but but not obviously. But mm-hmm. if you know them, then you're like, oh okay, yeah. I, they're talking about that. Like yeah. in in Hubie, they uh. The kids that are a bunch of assholes that run around and like trash stuff are the O'Doyles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's like that's way throwback uh, to what it would have been. That's the Happy Madison, uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. no, 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 no. I'm sorry, Billy, Billy Madison, Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. when they're like bullied. O'Doyles rule, you know, and oh, then they they yell yeah. that, and <laughs> the, yeah. the dad's driving the station wagon. Hey, who rules? Right. Doyle rules. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> if you know the the group, then yeah. you watch that and it's funny. And Shaq's in it. Like, he's been in a bunch of Sandler movies. Right. He's awesome. He's hilarious. That was, and he did a hilarious cameo there, too. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. Pro- for me, that was probably the funniest part. Right. It was Shaq and then, <laughs> it was then quite his unexpected. wife. unexpected. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Right. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, yeah. I do think, to your point, those Halloween movies, like the best ones and everyone's favorite ones, uh, go heavy with the humor. Like they step back mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. recognize that. And with that same type of genre, just not over the top like Adam Sandler, but uh, those Scream movies back in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. I thought those were, you know, frightening to a certain extent, but also pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. And then by Scream 3, they're just totally like poking fun at themselves. Right. right. You know? right. Yeah. Or yeah. she's picking up the phone like, all right, uh, who's going to try and kill me today? Oh, I'm sure you are. <laughs> yep. You see me? Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah You're in the house. Sure. So Halloween-wise, we were thinking, uh, staying on that theme. So this past weekend, and we won't get into that. I think that'll be another episode. We should have Joel out. Um, Andy and I went along with the Chasing the Dream crew 
and did a uh, pheasant hunt because mm-hmm. pheasant season opened this past weekend. So today is uh, Tuesday. So pheasant opened on, I think, was it Saturday? Saturday, or, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So we went out shooting, uh, got Joel on some birds. First time he was out there, he yeah. had a blast. Um, about four hours away up in uh, Andy's old stomping ground. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're making our way back, and we're just chatting about all kinds of stuff. And we're like, man, you know what would be interesting is talking about funerals and death. Yeah, so freaking interesting. <laughs> I think it is. So I find this out today. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, so we started getting into this stuff, and uh, and and I, I bet nobody listening to the podcast knows, because I don't know if, if we've ever referenced this, that Andy has a background in this industry. Mm-hmm. So yeah. divulge what you'd like to divulge in terms of where right. your experience comes from in this industry. Okay, so like my first... My first job out of uh, college with a advertising and marketing degrees, you know, mm-hmm. I was selling print ads uh, for a magazine. And one of my buddies, his father, sold what's known as pre-need. And that's um, you can prepay for a funeral oh. and get it at a lower rate. You know, your prices will be locked into that, mm-hmm. right? That's the, the short story. So uh, he told me to run out there to this funeral home, uh, and I got to talking to them, and they, they're like, all right, we'll, we'll run some ads with you. We run them in the World Herald and other newspapers. So, like, yeah. So, um, and at that time, uh, they opened a new funeral home uh, on the outskirts of town, really nice, swanky place. And so I went to their opening, open house, you know, grand opening thing just to say thanks and be part of the, the ceremony and all that stuff. And I got in touch with uh, a guy that worked the PR dude for a burial vault company here in town. And he's like, look, I'm looking to retire. Uh, these guys really like you, so you could you could do really well. Um, why don't you come down and I'll get you an interview with the, the owners. Oh. And so, like, my first big boy job or, you know, what you'd consider a yeah. career move was uh, a sales representative, uh, PR guy, a little bit of everything for the uh, burial vault company in Omaha. Okay. And I, I serviced about 65 funeral homes um all the way from shenandoah iowa up to about sioux city oh wow so yeah so you were in the thick of it like i, I mean you, you got right in it and yeah. it, that's kind of interesting like how that came about mm-hmm. i knew you had spent time in this industry but i didn't know mm-hmm. how that started it's kind of funny how how things yeah. happen yeah you know and i had that mindset in college because I, I was just looking at my degree and how vega was business management and mm-hmm. then and then i got a, a doubled up bachelor's of science and marketing i'm like man that could mean anything mm-hmm. dude I, exactly the same over here i yeah. did the same damn thing yeah so and that's the reason why i did it is because i was like this is so generalized mm-hmm. yeah. i'm gonna have a piece of paper yeah this is what most companies want and mm-hmm. i can i've learned a ton of stuff i can do about anything with it right well and i didn't want to pigeonhole myself either so that's where i was going with this story is like man if you get a good opportunity here or there yep you know check it out and, right. and i I had reservations. I'm like, man, a burial vault company? You know, yeah. Like, what's this all about? Right. So, like, mm-hmm. I asked around, and people are like, man, that's a solid gig. It's not too stressful. Those people are great. Um, and they were. Uh, a lot of people, I think, have a negative thought when they think of a funeral director mm-hmm. as being, like, a gloomy, mm-hmm. you know, real gloomy kind of guy. Um, and they're the exact opposite. They're very caring. Um, they're super nice, and if you think about it, just think twice on it. 
they kind of have to be. Yeah. Because they're dealing with families like at their most vulnerable time mm-hmm. and where their head's not even all there. And they mm-hmm. got to kind of help them through this process. So mm-hmm. I would say more than nine out of 10 funeral directors I ever dealt with were just great, great people. Yeah. So where this kind of came from, we're driving down the road. We see this random tiny little corner hillside oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. graveyard. Okay. And Andy knows graveyards and knows the backgrounds and all these kinds of things. He's like, man, that's such a strange setup, you know? Mm -hmm. So we get to talking about the reasons why that one potentially exists there, what's going on with it, that kind of stuff. And then one thing leads to another. And then I start telling Andy, like, hey, man, uh, I've got some thoughts on this industry, if that's what you'd call it, or Mm -hmm. or, or this, this ritual, this whole process. The death care industry. Yeah. It's called death care. It is? Okay, there you go. I didn't right. know there was a name. It's called death, death care. care. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and then we were like, man, it's Halloween. Like, Halloween, mm-hmm. you're talking about a bunch of dead people and spirits and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, let's just let's just get into it. <laughs> so, this is where we're at. So, uh, so I was telling it. well, first of all, do you have somewhere where you want to start? Would that be... Better? No, I was no. gonna. I was gonna let you steer it. Okay. I just have some things written in front of me okay. here. Okay. All right. Uh, perfect. But we we kind of got into it, and yeah. I think you know where you want to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys were fighting. <laughs> no, 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 no. We just, weren't fighting. No, oh, huh? conversation. Oh, okay. It was just yeah. It was just this back and forth because <laughs> I would have liked to seen that. Because when it comes down to it, and and we'll get into this, like Andy and I are kind of on different ends of the spectrum of this whole oh concept. Okay. Well, then I want to know where I stand. Yeah. So yeah, you'll you'll because we're need a little bit different, but. I don't know. And not that we talk about death a lot, but yeah. a little bit. So yeah. like anything, I'm always thinking about stuff. And, and I've been thinking about how death goes and how funerals go and how mm-hmm. the whole process is my, okay. whole, my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I've been I, I, like, I'm not satisfied with it. I've just always kind of been like, hmm. this doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense to me. This over here kind of does, you know, yeah. this kind of thing. So, like, to start with, one of the things we were talking about was um, was burials, uh-huh. and you were directly involved in, in that yes. piece of it. Yeah. I bet, I bet I've bet i put over 200 people in the ground, like, buried. Yourself. Yeah. I would lower the casket um, into the burial vault, uh, seal up the burial vault, and then drop that into the ground. And then... Uh, um, the maintenance guys would come in and fill in the dirt on top. So just the outside person hearing what you told me you did for that company makes me think you're a salesman that walks around that sells these vaults that has nothing then to do with doing that. Just saying. So it, you actually did then. Right. So that's you a, like sold them. That's a huge part of what the vault companies, most vault companies do okay. that a lot of people don't understand. Like yeah. I was telling you, Ben, yeah. if you don't realize we were there, if you don't notice us at all, that means we did a good job. Okay. There's yeah. enough on your plate. There's enough going on. And plus we're doing, we're doing that for the, the cemetery or the funeral director that hired us. So okay. when, when, uh, when you lose a loved one and there's already plots that are purchased at a cemetery or you got to start at that process, right? You want to do a burial or grandpa wanted to be buried. Um, the funeral director has a choice. Does he want to go with this vault company or that vault company? Oh, so there's a lot of vault companies. Uh, two or three. Okay. Um, but I work for the big one, you know, uh, kind of like a Nike compared to Reebok or something like that. Gotcha. Um, and so when we would get that call from a funeral director, like it's on us to take care of it, like. I mean, because that's a reflection of him. If something goes wrong at that graveside service, 
that comes back on him ultimately. Oh. Right? Yeah. On the funeral home. Okay. So most of the time, the little tent, all the chairs, those little green carpets that we call grass that yeah. are laid out, um, that's all put there by the vault company. Oh, I maintain. thought that was just from the, the mm-hmm. funeral service people. And and another thing with that is we have to have a representative or you, we really would want to have a representative there to accept the casket, help that casket, help the pallbearers put that on top of the vault mm-hmm. that's that's balanced over this six-foot deep hole on two cables. So, like, I'd have to set up all the equipment there. And there's a lot that goes into that, uh, you know, putting a – 400 pound 500 pound casket mm-hmm. you know over top of a vault that's suspended over top of a hole mm-hmm. and yeah. that, that cemetery that you were looking at i was kind of cursing at it because yeah. it was a it was very vertical it was up and down it was, a, it was a, like a really steep grade the whole thing was it wasn't like a flat yeah. like picturesque cemetery that you would think but about was like this when, like very old no no, no, no. we, we no, were just we were just driving oh. by it down this you know highway oh, okay. or whatever and it was just this really steep hill and everything all the burials were on this steep hill yeah. so he was thinking in terms of like all the the like, things that would go into that how tough that would be to deal with that so so a typical burial vault's about two thousand pounds and the lid or the cover can be anywhere from 400 to 700 pounds, depending on which vault you buy. Deuce. And that has to be completely level. Um, that The whole setup has to be level. And that that 2,000 pound thing is just being balanced with two cables. So we use wood blocks to level that out and then wet, wet wood wedges mm-hmm. to set that whole thing up. So when I was looking at the, the, that cemetery, I'm thinking, oh my God, it's going to take Four green blocks on that side and only two on that side to level yeah. it out. Like, oh, my God, I hate yeah. that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, you're thinking of all the steps you'd have to do. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the thing is a lot of people don't realize all that that goes into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like anything else. People just don't realize what no, all goes I did not. I, I 100% didn't either. Mm-hmm. We were thinking about it or talking about it. But um, so for me, so to go back where my initial thoughts came from, I was like, man, you know, this whole uh, – burial and 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 cemetery and um, funeral situation to mm-hmm. me just doesn't add up yeah so I'm thinking to myself like you know we've mentioned a couple of times like the industry I'm thinking uh-huh. to myself like has a lot of this just built up from uh you know profit motives and are they have they just added things on like you need this and you need that mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff and then I'm thinking about you know dead bodies in the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and how does that work? You know, yeah. 15 years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what is that body, what is going on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, naturally, I'm thinking to myself, if we rewind to the original, the, the origination of a funeral and of a burial, yeah, yeah. like what was the, what was the point? And mm-hmm. I don't know that any of us actually know that. Like there's probably some yeah. things we can read about, but mm-hmm. Do you, have, do you have anything on that? So, yeah. So I did look into it because we kind of came to the conclusion like it was like a lot of things. It came from a place and then in modern times mm-hmm. it met up with a, a capitalistic market, mm-hmm. right? And then that's what may, my, may have put a lot of this out of whack where everything mm-hmm. costs so much and you're thinking, man, that, isn't that kind of wasteful? Just by the, the thought process of looking at a cemetery that's just gobbling up a bunch of land – well, wouldn't that land be better as a cornfield right. or part of the city? You yeah. Know? So yeah. it's easy to yeah. it's easy to see that argument. But I kind of looked into a little bit of this because I wanted a, a better answer for you yep. today. And uh, the Greeks actually had the conception of afterlife and ceremonies associated with the burial 
well, well established before the 6th century BC. Mm. Wow. So this is nothing new. So, uh, And uh, there's actually a lot of different uh, texts and literary that um, emphasizes the necessity of a proper burial um, and, uh, at, in the 6th century BC time. And, and if you don't, the omission of burial rites is an insult to human dignity. Mm. And that's to me, I'm thinking, wow, that has really withstood the test of time. Because I told For you, sure, yeah. I told you, like, right. if you don't honor your dead, you are you're a piss poor culture. Right, right, you right. Know? Yep, yep. Put it up your ass. I, I mean it. Like, if yeah. just think of the cultures that don't give a shit about their dead, their ancestors, their traditions. Mm-hmm. They don't have that, then they don't really have a culture. So, like, there's then that's kind of where we had the back and forth. Like I do see a lot of value, maybe not in a traditional burial. Like I, I'm flexible, mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot, there's a lot to a proper funeral and saying goodbye and giving people closure right. and giving people the time, even if they're gone. Okay. So you talk about that, like where that started <clears throat> all those thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the questions that I was that was in my mind, like, where did this come from? Why does this? Because it's a ritual. Yeah, Why yeah. does this ritual exist? And what was what was the original intent for these rituals? Yeah, is kind of where my head was when I think about what we do today. Well, and a lot of the, these in this ancient literature is is about um, giving you the proper send off to heaven or the afterlife. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and and that all kind of depends on where on planet Earth <laughs> you know you are at. Yeah, uh, back in these times, but it's also kind of curious. I was looking into this. A lot of cultures, whether they're around Africa, around Greece, Ireland, they all kind of started, or we can date it back to about the same time. And there's a lot of similarities to it. So, I guess it's it's not surprising to me that we still adhere to a lot of those because that's that's what we were taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, regardless right. where you're from, there's a lot of overlap to that. When I think about funerals and burial, like the main thing that comes to mind for me is that like this is Mother Earth. Like this is the this mm-hmm. is this is what we all this is why we all live. Mm-hmm. You know, or why we can mm-hmm. because you know Mother Earth provides the the things that we need to stay alive. And then you know death comes, and then it's return. Our like our bodies ashes to ashes. Yeah, back to Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason why I was having having trouble understanding the 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 cemetery and the funeral and the burial process. Mm-hmm. Was to me, it was like don't shouldn't shouldn't the body and all the organic matter and everything just return to the earth and just like yeah. be absorbed and be taken on. So then you look like at just put a straight body in a in a hole. Right, yeah. Okay. So then you look at um things like the uh the caskets mm-hmm. and the vaults and mm-hmm. those kinds of things which preserve the body. So then so then we get into and this is kind of like the kind of the gory Halloween side of this. <laughs> yeah, right. So then we get into, I remember my dad telling me a story, and folks who have listened know that, like, my dad's a, a police officer, had been for 30-plus years, mm-hmm. um, experienced the situations where, you know, someone gets buried, and then crime investigation and so on and so forth, and that body has to be exhumed. Ugh, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. so then they, they, so they have to do that. Yeah. You know, so here in the town that we grew up in, went to school in, 
massive cemetery. Mm-hmm. You know, it had been around forever. That's an awesome cemetery. Yeah. So much history, so much cool stuff in there. Yeah. So they go and they do that, and then um, Dad was telling me stories about, like, they would pull these bodies out, and th- there would be a casket of some sort, depending on what it was made out of. Mm-hmm. And everything is completely full of water, waterlogged, no. like just a mess. Just mm-hmm. everything is tore up, and he's yeah. like, oh, "It's disgusting, man." You know, and, and he the talks smell? about, "Oh, should have got a vault." Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't even imagine. <laughs> so, so then we go to that. You know, so then, so yeah. so people start recognizing that those kinds of things are happening. That was a result of whatever the next level was of making a funeral a little more fancy. And mm. that, but I mean, as far yeah, as like yeah, the yeah, casket goes, yeah, yeah. like, yep. but, but then there wasn't the, either the knowledge or the preparation done to right. understand how to, you know, handle that. Yeah, yeah. And then the next thing is, oh, well, that might happen. So we need to build better uh, caskets or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And then we need to look at the whole vault situation. And then one thing gets added to another and to another. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and money, you, money, money, money. There's definitely that in my mind. And then you also start thinking about like, we're getting further and further and further away from what I was originally thinking. Oh, body straight in the ground. Yeah. Of it just okay. like of the decomposition and, and, and absorbing yeah. in the ground and so on and so forth. So gotcha. that's where my well, head was. Yeah. Well, well uh, let's go all the way back and we'll get gory, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, back in the good old days, you know, a few centuries ago, mm-hmm. um, most graves were pretty shallow. So you actually would be pushing up daisies. Like mm-hmm. your body was... Yeah, I mean, you watch right? old movies and there's a hump above the ground. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple problems started happening with that. Uh, first off, if you weren't very deep enough, you, people could smell you. And oh. if people can smell you, that means animals can smell you. So animals would start to dig you up and mm. eat you. Mm. Predators would. Okay. So that's why... Um, there just kind of became a rule, like, got to get them six foot down. Yep. So that's why there's still six foot graves. Mm-hmm. Um, so animals can't smell you and dig you up. Um, so that was, the, that was kind of the first thing that happened there. Um, and then as far as, like, caskets uh, and coffins and burial vaults, that's nothing new either. You know, that's nothing that just kind of cropped up in the 70s and then the 80s when everyone had Coke money and now we're buying fancy vaults. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at the... Uh, Egyptians yeah. and how crazy that is. You yeah. Know? And oh, sure. Yeah. When they used to yeah. like wrap them and mummify yeah. them or like they the... would build fake grave sites because of grave robbers. So they'd throw the grave robbers off to go to that, you know. Oh, and they'd and be somewhere them. else. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so a lot of these things that we think of that are just happening now due to money and the American capitalist market, it's like, no, nah, man, this has been happening for thousands of years. In one way or another. In one way or another. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'll and I share with the, the recent history and evolution mm-hmm. of it all, but I, I want to set the table that this isn't nothing new. And it's not as, I think, um, there's obviously a lot of capitalism to it, mm-hmm. you know, with some of the recent products like being out there. Like just about anything, I mean. Right. Yeah. Um, but that, that was also something in Greece, like, um, shortly after the ceremony started happening, there was basically, uh, a, like a three tier step way to do it. You know, you got to have this service followed by that service followed by the burial and like the, the rich Cretans, theirs would be out of town alongside the road where you would see them on the way in, you know? So like there was, yeah. there's like a, a pecking order to it mm-hmm. and, and, uh, clout to it. So then that's, that's nothing new. It's just kind of the. Uh, the way it's always been since its inception, as far back as we can tell. Right. 
But then uh, to me, then by you saying that, then where, where did the breakdown happen? Like if we're talking about Egyptians and then putting people in tombs and doing all this fancy shit, then where did it happen so, in the Western? We just decided to throw them in the dirt. Like, so, is that just because? Well, I don't know that we different... actually decided to throw them in the dirt. I mean, that was me. That was my mind. No, I know. But like, if you think about movies or anything. Oh, you mean in putting them under. Yeah, I'm just well, saying. I think, so I then think if like, you think it, about that, if people are, you know, the Egyptians, what, what we hear about and what we see on TV mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. Indiana Jones and all this kind of stuff, there is like these very important people in tombs. Mm-hmm. There's and so not many like people normal... you, couldn't, you couldn't put every person in yeah, the tomb. Okay, yeah, okay, duh, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's and, what I was thinking of, like a movie that we just recently watched, and yeah. it's like... And that's basically a form of a, what's known as a mausoleum, and that's still very relevant, and there's mausoleums everywhere, and mm-hmm. almost every cemetery has a number of them uh, within their gates, and that's a And that's if you're special, you go there? Uh, as special as much money as you can afford. Uh, <laughs> right, <go>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Is, so then are we back to the money point? Like, wait, so then is that where they have the drawers? Yeah, for lack of a better term, a mausoleum is a standalone building, and a lot of them are personal mausoleums to where um, it's a six-unit, <laughs> six-body type of deal, and it has your family in it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and that's just on your family plot. Now, a lot of like really nice Catholic cemeteries in Omaha, they have huge, beautiful mausoleums that are basically like a double as a chapel, and um, and you can just go in there and pray and go in there and pray. But there's a there's a spaces for whoever you know to buy above ground, you know, as you called it a drawer. <laughs> I really thought it was like kind of like a. You know, back when you go to the library and you pull it's kind of like a, a like a safety deposit it's box, a, like it's you a, can, yeah, kind of like that. It's a burial chamber. It's an above ground burial chamber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just but it's ashes. Words. No, what? Now there are mausoleums, but those are called niches. Uh, a niche is a smaller compartment where you put your ashes, usually your urn. And there's some really cool um, older niches, like in San Francisco. I took a really cool tour out there at some cemeteries where there are glass doors. And the urns are just hundreds and hundreds of years old. And little knickknacks, like dice that the guy used to shoot or whatever are next to the urn. Like, I think that stuff's pretty cool. Yeah. That you can be a great, 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 great grandson of somebody and go and see his urn and um, whatever his wallet and spectacles, his glasses sitting there next to the urn that he wore. And no one's tried to smash that glass. What? I'm just saying it's glass. I mean, it's probably like guarded and stuff. I mean, like I like the idea of it, but that seems very sketch. You probably don't have a bunch of assholes coming in there. I hope not. Wait, but we got to go back to this drawer thing. There's actually a body above ground, full body, and you pull them out. Well, they're in a drawer? Once, once they get put in there, they stay in it's there. It's sealed. That, yeah, yeah, they're not going to take them out. Yeah. But why are they not in the ground? Well, because, uh, well, to Ben's point, we can't just overrun all the ground with graves. So, so Andy we just, and I were So talking. we build up like bunk beds? Yeah. Andy and I were, so th- so we should get into that. So we, <laughs> oh, were, we were talking about this driving down the road. So, heated, I guess. so I told Andy and I was like, man, you know what also is another thing? Like, I don't see how... Any way that we have enough uh, blank ground yeah. to continue to mm-hmm. bury people yeah. on like a five by ten space or whatever That's it is. true. Yeah. There, there's millions and millions of people. And yes, of course, the earth is huge. Yeah. Uh, but like 
also a lot of, of, of ground is taken up by mm-hmm. a lot of other things. How can we continue to, to, to do this process? Yeah. And Andy brought to my attention that in some countries and some areas, yep. they have already discovered that they're out of space. Yeah, like in the 1800s, uh, Greece already ran out of space to burial bury people, and that's a huge part of their culture, kind of where a lot of this originated mm-hmm. as far as their traditions are concerned. And uh, my personal story that I think you want to yeah, get into, yeah. um, it's Ashley's dad, so yeah. my father-in-law. His great-grandfather um, was, I guess, kind of like a famous public singer. He was a composer. Okay. Um, and anyway, he, he died in the 1800s, and back then the tradition was, because they ran out of land. Yeah. Um, you got to be buried in the cemetery for one year. And then after that one year, um, and you were decomposed, you know, so it was just bones, then you, you got dug up and then you were moved off to a, a, a common burial site. And I think the common was like a communal burial site. I'm not sure on that, but you yeah. got one year what? in the real cemetery, in the real grave. That's how they dealt with, they ran out of land. When you think about Greece, really rocky, tough terrain. Yeah. So you have limited areas where you could even do it anyway. Um, so anyway, after that one year and they buried him up, there was scratches and claw marks on the inside of his casket. So you got to paint, you got to paint this whole picture. So if you imagine, so Stop. this, so this guy and like a lot of them gets mm-hmm. put into a casket, yep. gets buried. Mm-hmm. And then a year later they exhume the casket and it's just bones. They open mm-hmm. it up. They probably put the body somewhere else, whatever mm-hmm. that makes it easier to to handle the situation. Yeah. And they open it up, and on the inside lid of the casket, there is scratch marks. He was buried alive. Shut yeah. the fuck up. So <laughs> I can't. Yeah. This is morbid. It's terrible. Shit. It's pretty scary. Why did they do that? I mean, you think you know, like nightmares. They originate from somewhere. Like yeah. it happened. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a that's a family yeah. story. They probably yeah. And so a few things led to that. Uh, one they of, didn't want him anymore. Around <laughs> <laughs> his, his singing was terrible. No, um, they put him out. No. Well. Oh my gosh. So uh, a couple of things led to that. And first off, being um, back in the day when you when you died, you didn't just get to wait around till the weekend or next week when everybody could take a day off and go to your funeral. Okay. Due to because there was no embalming or that type of stuff, so that funeral service happened quick, mm-hmm. and so you were buried about a day, two days after you died. Um, and a lot of times, not maybe not a lot of times, but enough times to where there's evidence of it, people were buried alive because it was done with such haste. So that led to some other things that Ben was questioning, like, well, isn't that just a waste of money? Why do you got to do this, this, and this? So um, one of the things that, you know, you're kind of expected to do now is have a wake service. Mm-hmm. Well, wake. You wake up. So <gasps> you have that That's service. That's why it's called that? Yes. So you just take a day where everybody can come and say their piece and, and mourn And hopefully them. you'll just sit up in the casket. And he might, yeah, the guy yeah. might wake up. <laughs> oh my Shut God, man. Yeah. It. It's so like, it's such a, it's like such a nervous laugh, but it's so I like. I know, my stomach is kind of like, like churning that is, over. That is the thing. That's so, the wake. So those wake services, uh, I it looks like. I don't want to wake. Cause like. You're going to get one. We got to make sure you're dead. Yeah, what if we put you in there and yeah. you gotta, you're trying to claw out six no, feet under? No, I, <laughs> hell no, do not bury me alive. I want to be cremated. Well, that's why we got to have a wake. Yeah. So the originations no. of wake service, we can trace those back to a, 
Ireland, once again in the 6th century, and it, it shortly spread after that to mm. everywhere else. And a big reason, uh, um, as story goes, folk, folk lore goes, uh, uh, Irish people, they tend to drink, right? Yeah, I've never heard of that. But. You know, so, <laughs> and their big old steins yeah. that they would drink this ale out of was made out of pewter. And the alcohol would eat the lining of that pewter and it'd make that into a more toxic concoction than what it already was. Ooh. And that would knock your ass out, sometimes two days at a time. So the Irish had to put in things like wake services uh, to try and catch that. So crazy. You want you want some more fun stories? Yeah, get it. Yes. Okay, so you all heard of the uh, term dead ringer? No. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, like, yeah, like, oh, like you got, ringer. yeah. Okay, that's okay. a dead ringer. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's a question as to where that originated and where I believe it originated. And the story that was told to me was when this was happening, especially in Ireland, because uh, they were screwing up so many times and accidentally burying people alive, the uh, caretaker of the cemetery would bury them and in their casket have a little rope tied to a bell at the top of the ground. And when the guy would wake up, he could pull the rope and ring the bell. <laughs> Hence being mm-hmm. a dead ringer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why did we even put them in the ground so fast? Like, just slow they were, well, Andy, steam, Andy just said it slow earlier it because, they, because if they slowed it down for everybody, which the majority of the people are actually dead, that they didn't have the practices at the time. We don't have, like, an autopsy group back then. No, but they, yeah, no, for sure. And they didn't have the, the practices at the time to, like, preserve those bodies mm-hmm. so stuff would get like stinky and nasty real quick but if you're not dead you ain't stinking yeah but they don't want they didn't want to de- <laughs> right they didn't like want if you're to, just sleeping they didn't want to have to deal with and probably put the families through right the look and the smell and, and all just, the situations so they were just grabbing people and it's hey yeah that guy just died they would get covered in flies quick 10 hours a lot from of now disease ridden we're doing a know? burial yep yeah um, and that also gave way to sayings such as saved by the bell. You're saved by the bell. Yeah. This is getting better. And then on top of that, another one sprung from that. The caretaker, our cemetery worker, that got stuck with that was that's the graveyard shift, mm-hmm. the overnight work. That's the graveyard shift. That's so that, then that guy's like digging. If he hears that bell go off, he has to go find that grave and dig that son of a gun up. And then you probably have, like, from the Halloween side of things. Why do we not have more stories about this? Like, I want to hear someone that got (laughs) dug up from a grave. I don't know if you're going to find that, but we can can hunt around. Yeah. So if if you think about it, like, the influence that maybe, like, just the – the spirits and stuff had like what if mm-hmm. what if some spirit was making that thing ring and mm. freaking the graveyard right. shift guy yeah. out the wind blowing the bell yeah so he yeah, doesn't fix it up yeah. and it was just the wind yeah, yeah. I oh, mean yeah. no the guy probably already died you were too slow you didn't dig fast enough <laughs> that that could be too they, see this solidifies exactly why I do not want to be put in a box I am claustrophobic anyways and then I wake the fuck up alive. Oh, so my gosh. So when I was, no, I yeah, can't. So when I was looking up some of this and getting making sure I had the terminology and some of the dates, you know, mm. ballparked at least, I saw a pretty cool old ad uh, when people were like scared of this mm-hmm. um, in the 1800s when print ads were a thing in newspapers and stuff. And you, so you can picture a mausoleum, what it looks like. Yes. And you guys have all been in one. Right. Um, the 
this guy was advertising this new mausoleum where the doors, the backside of the doors had like submarine handles, like, you know, mm-hmm. that you could open mm-hmm. like okay. that. So mm-hmm. if you if you were a dead ringer, if you did get buried alive in this mausoleum, you could let yourself out. Mm. <laughs> like that's that's nightmare fuel right there. Like what if 100%. that what if that door starts to open and you're like, oh no, Jerry, we embalmed Jerry, he is dead. And you're like, Well, the door's opening. Like there you go. <laughs> that's a study. And I never I never really thought about it until you just said that, like the graveyard shift. Like I've just always thought like mm-hmm. it's night. Oh, when I imagine graveyards it's dark, it's scary, whatever, yeah. like people work at night. But yeah. you hear that and you're like, Oh, that guy's got the graveyard shift. He's sitting there. Yeah. Waiting to hear if the bells start ringing. And I sit there throughout the night. And the doors yeah. start opening. Mm-hmm. So crazy. So crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. So when did all this change? Like just slowly we start getting better with, Well, you okay, know, obviously so, over time and yeah. we're not ringing any more bells. And Well, um, here's where it really changed. Um, we, modern science, right? Yes. And some of this stuff dates back to even the... Egyptians with embalming. Okay. When you drain somebody of their blood and fill it up with some embalming fluid, they're dead. Okay, that, this like, might also yeah. really do that. sound weird. I really don't. So, like, that's what they do. They drain all your liquids mm-hmm. and then fill you with something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what? What are they filling it's you It's called with? embalming fluid, and it's very toxic. I, that's all I know. It's like formaldehyde yeah. and, and things like that. And it's supposed to yeah. then just make you not smell. Yeah, you well, you'll still smell, but it doesn't make you smell as much. It stops you from decaying as fast, uh, and it keeps you looking like you're alive. But your veins you're are still gonna decay. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, eventually, yeah. But it takes a long time. That's mm-hmm. the point of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. So keep going. So science evolved, and then well, that's what I was saying. Like once you're embalmed, like and or once you go through like an autopsy, you know, and they open you up and take your heart out and send it off to you know, a medical center to check out, like, you're dead. Yeah, like, right. You're very dead, yeah. you know. So so uh, do you have anything else on burials? Because I want to get into, uh, uh, what is it that you want done? Cremation. Cremation. I want to mm-hmm. get into cremation a little bit. Do you have anything else on the burial topic? Well, um, so there's that rift there like, well, gee whiz, why do we have to buy all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Yes. Know? First mm-hmm. off, the casket. And then, okay, then we got to buy a, a burial vault. Okay, and then we got to, before we're doing that, we got to go out to a cemetery and got to buy a little plot of mm-hmm. ground, you know, a four foot by eight foot plot of ground. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't necessarily view all that as wasteful. In fact, I think that's given somebody some dignity after mm-hmm. they died. And I'm staunch in that yeah, a good society is one that cares for their dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's different ways to go about it. So I'm totally open with cremation and different rituals and new rituals and new traditions. Uh, I'm on board, but I do think that everybody deserves a service, a funeral, um, uh, acknowledging that they're yeah. there and then properly saying goodbye. And there's been thousands of tests and studies and things done where people try to just kind of get out of it, like just forego the funeral. Like we all, we're all going to remember dad. Let's not just not do anything. Let's just have him cremated. Uh, and then we're not going to take him to a cemetery or anything. And the remorse and regret and the feeling that every family member has is just so terrible and they all come to the same conclusion one way or another, a year, two years, five years down the road, we need to do something. We need to put them in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. We need to buy them a headstone. We need to get them a memorial. We we need to do something. Dad shouldn't be in a shoebox 
of ashes in mom's closet and mom probably feels the worst about it. Yeah. So, and it's all part of a natural process that I think we all should go through and need to go through of saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. Give them, give them their dignity. You know, that I think there's a big psychological component to that. Okay. I think when, when you and I were talking about it, I mean, the word is closure. Yeah. yeah. So it's people, you know, mentally needing that process to happen for the closure mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they can move on. Mm-hmm. And I told you that story of the, the scuba diver. Right. Um, so there, and that, so I'm, I'm full of all these stories because I spent like 10 years in the yeah. food industry uh, working for that vault company. And then I actually managed a cemetery for about five years. That was, I really enjoyed that. Um, but this uh, scuba diver was a risk taker and he was always going into ca- caverns and underwater caves, you know, real dangerous stuff. Yeah. And he got caught uh, and he died. He drowned. Um, and his mom and everyone knew that that's probably what happened to him, you know, but they never had the closure. They never knew exactly where he was, if that's actually how he died for sure. Uh, and then years later, a, a group of risk-taking scuba divers found him and brought him up, and he was just bones in a wetsuit at that time. But his mother, who was just basically went crazy, just totally lost herself, she saw those bones and put her hand on his skull and said, now my baby can go to rest. And she was just like, flipped a switch, and then she was just her normal Margaret or whoever. But she huh. needed that. She needed to see her son, even if it was just his bones, and have that closure. So Yeah, see, until you actually go through it, God forbid, you don't really know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, there's got to be somebody on yeah. the other side mm-hmm. that needed closure in a, in a different way and didn't need yeah. to touch bones or whatever, mm-hmm. but had closure, but... I, I just can't imagine. So and we're all wired yeah, different. So exactly. Like I, 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 I'm not going to, I try not to judge anyone oh, on just absolutely. little things. So right. something as heavy as this, you know, I'm real reluctant to tell them that they did it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I do get like thinking how it could be. You're buying the vault. It's really expensive. You're buying the cat. Like that could be a lot of funds that people don't have. Mm-hmm. So that yet people want to do it the right way mm-hmm. and they drain everything they can just because they yeah. think they're honoring, right. you know, like, oh, like that's also a burden too. And, so, and, and there are, there's obvious cases of that and there are bad actors, bad guys out there. But I'll go back to nine out of 10 or more funeral directors are really good caring people. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, when you come into that funeral home, uh, they're going to, kind of treat you like a car salesman, right? They're going to ask you, what do you do for a living? What's this and that? So they can get that picture of, all right, what can they comfortably afford? What what are they looking for? And nine times out of 10, there's already some type of pre-need done, you know, a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, they they do a really good job of keeping it stress-free and then not trying to make a big old profit off of it. Yeah, right. right. Um, And then with the, the burial vault, which that's the side I was on, that's usually... A lot of times, rule of thumb, whether it was right or wrong, it was just what funeral directors decided they're comfortable with, and so that's kind of what happened. If you dropped nine grand or ten grand, we'll say on a on a casket, then your burial vault usually costs about five grand. It was half, half of that. Yeah, half of what the casket. Well, because in my head, I was thinking I wouldn't really need that much of a nice of a casket if I got a great burial thing, but right, and that's actually in my mind. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, that's kind of true because the, right, like it doesn't. That, that's the that's going to be the protective. Exactly, thing. I'd rather spend more on the but, vault than. But the casket's what's front and center during the wake service, uh, and, and also the the funeral service. Yeah, and then the they the, don't have like oh, maybe this sounds really weird, morbid to stay say, like staged caskets where yeah, you can just they're put called a rental caskets body like, in for. Mm-hmm. You, they do. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. That was another thing we yeah. talked about. But, yeah. oh, but those I'm are... like, can you just like, oh, this is a nice service. They must have spent a lot of money and then go throw Joe Schmo in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean. Like the, the rental caskets are used for cremation. Oh. So if you if you got someone who's decided they want to be cremated, but also the family's decided like we want a traditional a service. viewing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, ain't nobody looking at me. Close it up. Well, you can still do that with a closed casket. No. There you doesn't can... need to be a body out there. Oh, okay. Like some people That's want fine. to feel that no. or whatever. Mm-mm. So we, so let's get into. So you were talking. We've talked about all the burials and all these okay. kinds of things. I think there's a couple of things to cover in the cremation arena. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be deciding that I don't want to be cremated now? I hear. <laughs> I, I feel I'm like scared. I feel like more often than not, I hear people talking about cremation. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's getting more popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for because whatever is it reason, more affordable. Well, I mean, but I don't think that's, I don't know that that's even the deal because yourself, like you don't even know, you don't even know if it's more affordable, but you've decided that that's what you want. Don't put me in a box. Yeah. Uh, Right. So so you've made those kinds of decisions where you're like, I just, I I want to be cremated, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that we know want that. So I want to get into the cremation thing a little bit and kind of how that works again. Why are you smiling like that? Because Annie and I talked about a lot of stuff. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> and it was... It's a four-hour drive. <laughs> yeah, it was... And it, was Joel listening or did he have his AirPods in? Uh, he was kind of asleep most of the time. Okay. He, him and the him dog and were Kylo, sleeping yeah. together. <laughs> they were having a pretty good nap. <laughs> when the dog wasn't shitting or puking, oh, one God. of the two. Yeah. <laughs> he was excited. What he, do you, I mean, he did a good do thing. A little bit of that. Of, yeah. Yeah. Hey, he's a pup. He's a pup. All right, so let's right, talk so about let's this talk cremation. About, let's talk about cremation a little bit. So from your background, what mm-hmm. had... So people decide like, okay, we're going to get cremated. Yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 the person dies, whatever they do, the service, all the things. Mm-hmm. How does cremation work? Like probably most people know about it from a standpoint of like their animal. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of oh, animals. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of animals. Uh, that's what they do. They cremate them. They've yep. got some big, um, yep. uh, what, what do you call the thing? Some big burner, some big oven. Something. Retort is what they're called. But yeah. Okay. It, yeah. A crematory. Crematory, Crematory, yeah. And then, and you know, those things, obviously, when you're dealing with dogs and cats and things like that, it's a different kind of situation. But what, Mm -hmm. what is the situation with a human being and how that works? So one of the things with uh, cremation that I think is really cool is it's very flexible and it can fit into what you want to do. And you can, (laughs) okay. And well, I mean that in that you can still have a wake service. You can still have a traditional funeral. Okay. You can get that rental casket, right? That I was talking about. Okay. That third piece, though, if we go back to like the the old Grecian three-step process, Mm -hmm. uh, where then now it's time, the funeral's over now, we go do our graveside service. Now everyone goes out to the cemetery, right? Mm -hmm. Watch the interment and be part of that. Um, With uh, cremation, now it's like, all right, now just go to the luncheon or whatever because there's going to be no burial at the yeah. cemetery. That's when that him and that her or whatever in their rental casket, they're on their way to the crematory now. Okay. So they'll be cremated and the family can have their ashes, you know, a day later. 
and they can do uh, whatever they want. They can go scatter them in the ocean. They can go bury them in that Isn't plot. that illegal? Uh, no. We talked about that on the way because I thought it was too. <clears throat> I, I haven't looked that up. But. I, yeah. Oh. There's Everyone's putting up different rules and parameters. And like I mean, city, how would you even know? Yeah. Like, come on. That, that's kind of the wink-wink thing is like city parks are saying, oh, we don't allow that anymore. And Yeah, you don't want to get to a point where – you know, Central Park's covered in ashes. Someone walks know? up on a pile of ash and they're like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, that's actually a person. You know, yeah. that reminded me of a <laughs> an unfunny story, but an in whatever, an interesting story. Uh, it was a, a home invasion. A home got broke into and it was a really fancy looking urn, but mm-hmm. it looked like a jewelry box. So the people that were robbing this house just took it. And then once they broke into it, they found out that it was an urn and there's ashes in it. Mm. And this happened right, right around here. Oh, wow. So they actually, so, they, so the, the perps um, put, went to a, I think they went to a city park around here and they just put it in a tree and waited for someone to find it. Mm. And all the, you know, there was no names on it or anything because it looked like a jewelry box. This fancy urn did. And so it just had the tag, like a dog tag, you know, uh-huh. like on a veteran. Um, and it just had the name of the crematory and his tag number, and it got taken to the crematory, looked up the number, that's so-and-so, and we were able to get those ashes back to the family. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So are you willing to talk about the actual process? Um, I mean, like, what about the process? <laughs> Is it that involved? Oh, so, I, okay. You want to talk about like, uh, like if, if someone had hip surgery you, or something? All, all those all, things. All like those putting things. you <clears throat> in so I'll give the you, burner. I'll give, I'll give you the uh, the the overall view from someone like me. Yeah. The the common folk who mm-hmm. haven't been involved in this situation. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking cremation. I'm thinking, yep, that's what I want to do what my wife wants to do it's uh, my parents have told me like lots of people say they want to do this mm-hmm. so i'm thinking to myself all right cool uh that's how it's going to work so they're going to get put in this uh device whatever you called it i can't remember retort a crematory the roaster okay, yep. the uh i don't know about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever crematory yeah okay uh sorry you're trying to make light of this it's not and Funny. it's and it's it's uh, you know precautions are taken so that things aren't um, you know mixed up, mm-hmm. and it's this exclusive space, and this happens, and everything burns down, and everything's yeah. turned to ash, mm. and all that gets pulled out, and and then it's you know it's obviously obviously that's made into a much smaller thing yeah. than a full size body, right. and it gets put into the uh, the urn, and boom, here you go. Okay. So from the Halloween side of this particular episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. for people to get a little bit better understanding of how this actually works, this this blew my mind. Oh, okay. So okay. So oh gosh. So back to that story where we were able to get those cremated remains back to the family. Mm-hmm. There was that tag. As soon as that body is brought into the crematory, you're tagged. That tag is put on top of your box. And nine times out of ten, you're in a cardboard box that's taken out of that rental casket. The rental casket folds down, and we pull that out. And then you are put into the retort. You mean the full body yes. is put into? Yep, mm-hmm. yep. you're in a, you're in a two-and-a-half-foot by six-foot, whatever. And you're clothed foot. at this point. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Not, not always. Not, I would say... Depending on what you did, if you if you're coming from a funeral service, obviously yes. If you're coming straight from the morgue, 
No. No. Okay, you I gotcha. You just come in straight after the the autopsy or whatever, okay. or after you were pronounced dead at the hospital. It's like straight up men in black or or yeah. bad or, mm-hmm. or bad boys. Like you got all these yep. dead naked bodies in bags. So, yes. Okay. So That's then, what I'm picturing. So then you get put into the, like what you're picturing, like an oven, yes. right? You know. Um, and then you're cranked up to 1500, 1600 degrees, uh, flames are blown on you and that tag stays with you the whole time. And it's, you know, tempered hard metal, you know, like dog tags are, um, and you, you run your course depending on how big or little you were, you know, this is how long you're burning. Yes. And what's the I, range? I, I, like I a mean, day we could, we, or we no, just no, like... no, no, just a couple hours. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. And, and, um, the gas company can actually tell you because they've got honed in on how much propane you use and stuff like that. They can tell you, they could tell us like how many we did in a day. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, from the usage, yeah. really? Uh, there was a really bad, really talking about bad actors, straight up asshole. Um, and it's kind of a famous story um, in Georgia. He was doing cremations for way cheaper than everybody else. And so he was racking up a nice little business for himself. And everyone's like, how in the hell is he doing that? How in the hell is he pulling that off? And the gas company actually got a hold of like the uh, NFDA, uh, National Funeral Directors Association, and other parties are like, there is no way that he's cremating everybody because he's not using enough gas. We know. We know because we, mm-hmm. we service these other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wow. funeral homes and crematories. Yeah. Like, shut up, shut up. Like, this is not something pleasant to think about. Yeah, yeah. We don't like to think about it. And maybe he, maybe he has a better retort than you. Mm-hmm. It's more efficient. You don't mm-hmm. know. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, sure, shit. Uh, he was he was bending the rules in a big way. He was burning wood and then just giving you those ashes back. <gasps> and he had a lagoon behind his uh, behind his crematory, and he was just throwing bodies in this oh in this gosh. big old lagoon, this pond. And there was a two year drought, and a, a local pilot flew over, and he could just see all the freaking bodies in the water. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are bad people sure, out there. Sure, I mean, yeah. I thought With you were anything. just gonna say like there were alligators or something. In there too. That would have been pretty smart. No, just a bunch of dead bodies. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's so anyway, stupid. that's one story. You know, okay. so yeah. there's a fun little Halloween story for you. Yeah. So anyway, once you spend a couple hours in there and you're all burned up, um, it's not like there's just fluffy ashes. What's left is your hardest bones are still there. That tag, and like if you had a hip replacement, your hips in there or. Right, because um, it's metal. Yeah, or if you had a bunch of screws put in because you broke your ankle or whatever, knees, that's st- knees, yeah, yeah. all yeah. that stuff's still in there. And yeah. the new hips, uh, the ones like that, are that more one efficient. guy on uh, um, Christmas vacation, like the big plate in his head, yeah, like that's gonna be there. Yep, yep, all of those things. All those things are gonna be in there, and so then you're pulled out, and all your bones are kind of put into this, like this processor. It's basically an industrial blender. And it will grind up your bones. But okay. before you go in that grinder, though, you got to go through it with a magnet to pull out those screws and everything else, yeah. those metal pieces. And also, if you have a pacemaker, mm, yeah, that will blow up the whole thing. It will blow up it. So it has to be taken out. I never got to see that or was never part of that, but I heard that one of our retorts were messed up because a pacemaker so got left in there. The when when it so the, the pacemaker dead body goes in there. The pacemaker needs to be taken out before yes. the, body the body goes into the thing. Yes. Because the it pacemaker will explode. Yeah. It'll explode under mm. that heat. Mm. So that needs to be removed. Mm. <laughs> um so then all the metal pieces obviously are just thrown away. They're yeah, left. they're thrown out. And there are 
people that like to recycle them or collect them or whatever. And so those are put off to the side. And mm-hmm. and I think a lot of like medical practices like to see the wear and tear. Like, oh my God, this guy really went through his shoulder. Or this hip withstood. You know, mm. oh. we would we would always set those aside Just for c- study. Yeah, because somebody would always be by to pick that stuff up. Mm-hmm. Hard to recycle it. Yeah, it's probably like it's probably expensive metal. So I what's so, so weird about this that your bones go in a blender? So what was weird for me was I guess and, I'm not it, like wow. It, it made sense after Andy said it, and mm-hmm. I had never thought about it that way. But I was thinking like, okay, you know, you go into cremation and you get cremated and. You know, you just imagine like, okay, there's this big pile of ashes, and they they drag right. all this stuff out, and you put it in the in the urn, and mm-hmm. and that's that. But in reality, like skin and tissue and it's all gone, all the soft stuff actually gets vaporized. Yeah. So that all is out the chimney. Mm-hmm. What's left is bones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what you've got in an urn is actually someone's. Bones. ground up bones right it's not it's not like it's not like the whole body it's just what was left of the bones that didn't burn down like there's probably a exactly. lot of small bones that burned up yep but it's just like the big chunks yeah within your body like probably your femur your skull yep. your backbone <laughs> like i mean i guess shoulder. i just figured skull bones range. burned i didn't know they had to go in a blender but i figured like skin and all that stuff was like so it, it would burn away. Right. I figured it was just bones. You did not. So no, I oh. totally thought that stuff was <laughs> no. Like... And so a lot of people think it's going to be fluffy, light ashes, oh. and then they get back a bag like the size and of it's a football. Probably that's heavy, heavy, and it's dark gray. You know, it's not just like this perfect white, ashy light thing. And that's another thing. Like if people would have known that that dude in Georgia wouldn't have got away with that so long, because. He wasn't giving them back. He was giving ashes. He was giving ashes. them ashes. wood. I and you, you had talked about, and I can't remember this exactly, but um, basically the grinding process requires something that gets added in there or something along those lines. Was that? Uh, we just got to take those screws out. The, the magnet, you got a big old magnet. That okay, we so you take through all through that out. Yeah, and yeah. then you got this industrial grinder that mm-hmm. chops up all these bones. Mm-hmm. But wasn't there some kind of like something that you said made it like? The sandy texture or the light texture or whatever. Was there not anything else? No. I might have picked up on something different there. I have one story, and I'm, I'm reluctant to tell it because it could – but what the hell, right? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> here we go. If folks who have, st- who have stuck around long enough for this part, yeah. here you go. I mean – it's like what you're saying. It's funny in a, such a terrible, terrible way. I know we're like laughing, so, but it's, it's weird. It's a weird it's laugh. So it's weird. weird. Um, okay, we'll go ahead. Might as well just add to it. And also, like we, everybody's dealt with different stuff. It, um, when you have to be very, very careful when you're cremating an obese body, mm-hmm. because all. The body fat and that grease will ignite and get extremely hot Mm. and it'll burn really fast and it causes all sorts of problems. So like where you normally, you know, put a quote unquote, a normal person in, right? Us. Normal, like average size. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you put it to the normal temp, whatever, 1200, 1500 degrees. You absolutely better not do that with somebody that's obese or Mm. more So like slow and steady? Yeah. And even there, so it's kind of like doing like a pork like shoulder a roast. Like, I was just if thinking. the pork shoulder, like when you get that thing, if you look at it and you're like, mm-hmm. man, this thing's got some. You keep that away from the firebox mm-hmm. in the smoker because it will it will ignite the smoker. Yeah, 
Yep, exactly. And this is uh, <sighs> regardless. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> regardless of the precautions that you take, that that retort is going to start spilling out liquid, mm. fat. It's just going to start pouring out of there. Mm -hmm. And how you counter that is you have a bucket of sand and you just keep caking it on there. Mm. And then it will, like a quarter machine at the uh, carnival, yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. push the quarters out. Yeah. It'll just slowly push that sand out. And when sand gets pushed out, then you just cake more sand on there and mm -hmm. it'll get saturated and it'll push out. Uh, and then another thing that happens is it's a very, very sweet smell. Like hmm. it is, it's a very pleasant, sweet are you smell. just saying that? I'm not saying that. It, it is. It smells really, really good. That's uh, that's interesting. And so, like, you could like, so let's say uh, that day I I went out to service, actually at a cemetery, caught the service, did the whole thing, uh, sealed up the vault, put it in the ground, then come back. I could tell if we're cremating an obese body just by the smell because hmm. it's an overwhelming sweet smell that just dominates the entire factory, the entire shop. I wonder if So like, do you want the do you want the story now? Oh, I, was I just thought that was up. it. Oh. I was just setting you guys oh, up. Yeah, let's go. So we had this really nice little bubbly, lovely lady. Uh, she was our male gal, worked for UPS, mm -hmm. I think, or, you know. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> she was a lot of fun. I uh, like to interact with you, you know, and, and also have fun, right? I mean, this is the death care industry, you know, like let's. Mm -hmm. You got to have some kind of release. Yeah. So yeah, she, that's kind of why we're laughing. Yeah. You so, got to have a little fun. So she was very outgoing and, and fun. And <laughs> she busted into our, into our office and I was on the computer and the gals were doing their thing, you know, and because that's where my office was, was in the front there, you know. And she goes, oh, I know what you boys are doing back there. Oh, you you do? <laughs> yeah, y'all having a barbecue. I can oh, smell no. that. Oh, no. And we're like, oh, boy. You know, we all just had to yeah. bite our tongue and like, you know, yeah. you're kind of right. <laughs> you know, like, but oh, my God. They're like, but no. We didn't tell her. We're like, oh, yeah, okay, you're right on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's actually. Oh, It's actually gosh. not. It's a sweet. It's actually just human. Just being Does that happen at where do you get... And um, cremated. Hmm? Well, like, there's, at, like there's actual locations. It's not obviously at a funeral home, at a cemetery. Some funeral it's homes have a, their own. They do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that the controversy of like the fumes that go out? Yes. So usually you'd have to be zoned um, and be in a certain area, like an industrial part of town. But some some players got grandfathered in or got the laws moved one way or the other. And so because it goes into the yeah, air and you're, people you're you're referring to a funeral home in the middle of Omaha that had a crematory. And when they would be doing a bigger body or anybody, everybody could smell it. The 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 apartment buildings next door oh. would really catch it and mm. they would always complain. And, uh, yeah, the World Herald ran an article and man, if you're thinking of the one I'm thinking of, that funeral home called them in a hurry and said, you get, you pull that article out, get that out of there now. And another thing that you don't know unless you're in it, obituaries are a big part of why newspapers still exist. Like, it's ridiculous how much an obit costs. I will admit to that, mm. like, which I don't have a dog in the game, yep. a dog in the fight. Isn't it like, isn't oh, it some kind of- Oh, you have to pay for that. Well, yeah, I think it's some kind of requirement too, isn't it? 
Uh, I don't know about like that. Like somehow you have to announce it or something. Yeah, I, I suppose. Wait, so they make you they char- make you pay the newspaper too? You don't have to get an obit in this or that, but I do think there used to be some type of law where you have to yeah. acknowledge that someone died. It'd be some you know? kind of announcement. Like it's, yeah. I think it's probably some old school yeah. law that like yeah. everyone need. And like when you went back to times when there was like way fewer mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. like everyone need needed to yeah. know mm-hmm. this yes. guy died because. Right. You might have debt with him, or yeah. he might have debt with you, or whatever. Like it, it was required yeah. to be announced. But or eventually, along those lines. that's got to go and, away. Because and and I really don't. I want to be careful there. Like I don't want to throw shade at our local newspapers. I don't want you know because mm-hmm. they got to do what they got to yeah. survive. Mm-hmm. It just it just it almost felt like maybe they were taking advantage of a situation. And that that funeral home is a great funeral home as well. They just wanted to have their own uh, retort, right? You know, right there within their. Uh, so were the, they able to keep it? Um, <laughs> oh, they're, they're <laughs> oh my gosh! This is a loaded question. Uh, yeah. So they had a couple issues. Okay. And it it culminated in uh, the retort actually catching fire and the funeral home catching fire. Whoa! <gasps> and since that time, they've remodeled and moved and stuff like that. So, okay. So it kind of interesting. Yeah. 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 And there's 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 old articles that you can look up if you really want to get into what happened there and that type of stuff but oh. you know it it happened uh, they had they they dealt with it and you know everyone tried to help out and was empathetic gotcha but yeah the, their their yeah they their retort ran a little too hot one day hmm. yeah. oh yeah. Okay. yeah that could that, that maybe they ran out of sand too mm-hmm. one thing i know for I don't a know. fact is that bat is highly flammable yeah yeah, I know that's a lot of barbecue. Too. Yeah. And that's like <laughs> See? That's the, the <laughs> that's the quickest way to catch a smoker on fire. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's crazy, man. It's crazy. The the uh the uh process my mind's going hundred miles an hour. What's the process called again? Cremation. Cremation. The cremation process. I was like, wait, let me think of a different I, word. It's it's, it's it is crazy, a, but I guess so much I've, more to it than I thought. Oh, okay. I mean, it, there's definitely that big blender. I'm visualizing like bones going, you know, like yeah. did not know that happened, but I, f- mm-hmm. I figured that you wouldn't yeah. get all of somebody. And you know, a lot of this stuff was I think was uh, kept under wraps or still is or what or. I think the main part is people like don't want to know. Yes, like, that's just, the thing. Just yeah. keep, yeah, it, right, keep right, it back. Right, right. right. Yep. you know. Yeah. So um, maybe we'll put a disclaimer in this. Like, if you don't want to know, don't listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but if I mean, it, it's all very practical. It makes sense in, in my mind. I mean, even with the the overweight bodies, it's like, well, duh. Yeah. Right. Duh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Issues right. There. So I'm I'm either like uh, I'm either like super weird or. I think too much. Well, we know you think too much. Or I'm exactly the same as all the other common folk out there that have been wondering mm-hmm. about these things. Like what? I can't say I've been wondering. How does this actually work behind the scenes? I'm not like, like what is I don't the, know. I, I, what is the process? Why do we do it? Why? Yeah. Like, I like, hope I shed some light on it. No, I, I and, agree. And yeah, when, I think you did. And when I took over the cemetery, uh, and it was a really old, really old um, cemetery, and it was a bigger one in Omaha, and I was the general manager for a number of years. Um, I put in their first full niche, uh, wall niche, um, colibarium, you could call them. So that, that's for those 
It's a big granite structure to okay. house urns, and it was above ground. Yes. So, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Basically like a locker system yes. for urns. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I put one of those in um, to fill, you know, fill that void, help that need. And then I also put in uh, an outdoor chapel that had an ossuary um, underneath of it. What now, is that? An ossuary is a huge underground uh, vault, basically, um, where then we will just go place the ashes. So we'll have a service at this little outdoor chapel, and then your ashes will go in that ossuary. And so you couldn't afford a niche or you couldn't afford a burial plot. You still get to have a service at a cemetery. Your your remains will be safe and sound in the ossuary. Now there's other ashes in that ossuary, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you'll at least have a place to go, be memorized, and there's obviously places to... Uh, buy a bronze marker with your name and dates on it. But couldn't you be in a what? Go oh, on, what oh, do you got? Can you be cremated and then put in the ground with then a headstone? Yes, very and that's still the most common practice. Okay, because that's it. And okay. most cemeteries what I want. most cemeteries allow one urn to be buried on top of a previous burial vault traditional casket. Hmm. But after that, they're like, "Stop it! No more!" You know, yeah, you yeah, you get yeah. you get to use that that burial plot one more time, even though there's already somebody in there. Okay, so, I just didn't know if like yeah. urns had to be taken; they actually can be buried yep. at the site. Yep. Okay, yep, I gotcha. Well, this, very very common practice. Well, this went a little bit longer than we expected, but I think this is good info and a little spooky. I got a little <laughs> wigged out for a second there. <laughs> with some stuff it's very interesting but i do think we should also say everyone you know like no judging here you do what you need yeah whatever the family wants if it's you know whatever that looks like for people to have closure i couldn't agree more and for me it's all about giving someone their due whether they were a good guy yeah. bad guy whatever they all deserve we all deserve a little bit of dignity for being on this planet alone and i mean mm-hmm. think of the those terrible pictures you see from Nazi Germany or Vietnam stories where you just see bodies carelessly being yes. thrown into a ditch. That's that's not what we want. Mm-mm. You know, I think everyone deserves better. Agree. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, when we were driving the other day, I learned so much stuff. I was so, so surprised. <laughs> and uh, even today, you know, talking through these things, um, it's very interesting. It's Halloween. I, if I was people, I'd go, like, tonight when you get done with your trick-or-treating, go home, uh, watch Hubie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought you were going to say, like, walk through a cemetery or something. <laughs> no. Because oh that's the only real thing to do is watch Hubie and, uh, and, and have a good time with it and, uh, and, and, and celebrate life. Yeah. Have fun there with, you go. Have fun Definitely with Halloween. Definitely put something in the disclaimer. Like, this isn't, like, a light... It is lighthearted, but think, it's not. I don't think it's we got deep. into. I don't think we got into too much crazy okay. stuff. But okay. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we didn't freak anybody allegedly. out. Allegedly, allegedly, right? That's right. What is did. that what you should right. say? Yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, yeah. allegedly, all these these things happen. Yeah, in the past. but yeah, that's good. So, but you don't have right. any like freaky yeah. dreams then from your past, so you're you're good. Um, you're at peace with it. Yes, I'm very at peace okay. with it. Like and you did your job well. Yeah. You don't feel like. 
you know. And when yeah. I was really, really little, like one of my first jobs was mowing yards. And then I started taking on cemeteries. So I mowed cemeteries like when I was 10 years old up to like 12 before I got in, you know, big tractors oh, and so combines this is, and stuff. this is it. And that's the only time I actually felt like I might have had an experience. Like I was mowing and I looked up real quick and I saw a guy there and then I looked down and I looked back. <laughs> I was just freaked out and I wouldn't look up again. And I thought maybe that was a ghost. That's like. That's the closest I can give you as far as You've been as, in yeah. this industry for a long time, yeah. apparently. Yeah. And that's yeah. the only time I could say that I was a little freaked out by something like that. Okay. So, all right, no, all right happy boys, Halloween. happy Halloween. Yeah, people who, who are listening to this, it's going to be a, a day or two after <laughs> Halloween. So hopefully you had a good one. Yeah. And, uh, and enjoy it. We're going to kick it to Burger. Got all anything right. else? Peace. Yeah. Later. All right. See you.